Hello, Jirajirtu Hundihesan Bagadiatan. Welcome to the Prudence Oromo Podcast, a private platform uses primarily English and Oromifa languages, conversing real politics, educational concepts correlating to the current conditions, guided by great texts of shared past to help us understand how we arrive to the current state and better prepared for the future. The podcast's mission is to develop political understanding and to develop possibilities by changing the way we think about real politics. Friedrich Nietzsche said, concepts have histories, just can't have it as a definition. So, therefore, we will try to see how that concept evolved in our culture but also be contested and how rivalry emerged over time. Thus, it is a critical in order to understand the central political idea we now live, we have to understand how we inherit them. To understand that, we also need to recover broad historical contexts which those ideas deployed from. As a result, we also supposed to learn how to think, how to respond in accordance to the circumstances. My attempts are based on this genealogy. I hope we all drive value from fact, logical reasons. Hello everyone, this is the Prudent Oromo podcast, a private platform where the real politics and it is philosophical discussion take place. Welcome to the second part of episode number 7. The conversation was, despite the Oromo people, natural resource, land and general economy is the sole main resource to sustain the pseudo nation states beside the foreign aid and as much as they contribute or the Oromo people or it is resource contribute to existence of Ethiopian and it is cruel, ideal, including it is power structure Oromo is not receiving a gratitude, nor Oromo is receiving the deserving of citizenship on its own land. Hence, Oromo must know in its spirit that it is through military crime that it was forced to be a subject. And then that is historically documented and still can be witnessed the use of same modes at current time. And what are these modes? These are the modes of combat, the how you rule society that you want to rule. Or it is a tool used based on different circumstances. There are two types of combat that deal with law and the second one is a combat that with force. You must know that there are these two kind of combat. One with the law, the other with the force. The first is proper to a man, the second is proper to a beast or animals. But because the first is after not enough, one must have recourse to the second. Now, this is showing there's a two way of fighting something. One is fighting with law, the other one is with force. The law is for human being, the force is for a beast. Now we're going to take a look at it. So, in some case, it is reasonable 
Now, why is this statement is essential and fundamental to understand that for one people not only dominate but through the cruelty used to dominate made their political ideal indispensable feared and uh, that cruelty and that fear made the invaded people to accept the forced servitudism and then now what is today's modern since 1930 it is called nationalism itself uh, without a will and consent it is an abuse kind of abusive kind of relationship that oromo people entered by force and that cruelty continued even after the spirit of that society is broken in submission to accept the unkind and strange institute of the servitude delightfully what i'm trying to say in here is like when i say the abusive relationship if let's say between a man and a woman if a woman is forced to marry a man and then that man will have an affair and to do whatever he wants until that woman likes him at the end or ultimately but still it is abusive relationship someone forcing you to make you like him at the end of the day and that is what i'm trying to say when i said it is kind of abusive relationship that oromo people entered without any consent it was at one point kind of in history found this new ethiopianism was denying the self identification itself what it does is that is done through the use of force and the subversion of culture and religion itself it declared ethiopianism is kind of like a divine divinely sanctioned biblically to try to sanction somebody else's landers for some some type of name that was mentioned they are assuming or making up to just uh, grab a land and uh, create their own plateaus now some of these things that they uses to do it it is pretty much is cruelty and that heavily undermine the being of human of oromo itself and applied the punishment of the beast to oromo people be it as may despite the historical circumstances still oromo especially in recent suffered from many surrogates warfares what i will explain that later and then you'll find out what does that mean when i say surrogate warfares and we have to look at the displacement of millions that so called leaders and activists failed to show and display to the uh, global stage slideshow it is kind of ended up on a social media some of these social medias are like uh, writing on a bathroom wall actually they have no function uh, but stir things up and they die they vanish it's just a thin air that's why i call them it's just a bathroom wall notice that's how we sharing information this day having said that millions displaced and made disappeared and become dwellers of the the country itself millions are in prison and being executed even the mercenary that i was talking about the surrogate warfare itself is kind of like the gumis and the abdile the ugadenian people being displaced off the border itself it is orchestrated and it is used a vicious method of combat of the beast because there is no true government that's commit such a crime and gets away with it without scrutiny or like accountability 
it feels like Oromo people do not value life itself. And it is only statistics that that is a fact. Oromo is also, we have to believe, the Oromo people are flesh and blood. We have to value families and all these things must be preserved. And now it is trapped like uh, just a proverb saying, we should not be like that. You spit, you die, you swallow, you die. And you have to make a decision. You cannot just hold it in your mouth and die. You have to make something that is effective. Now, the prudent counsel advises and warns that regarding what we mentioned above. That the combat of law is what is appropriate to a human and the combat of beasts is what is appropriate to animal. This is when the Roman and the new Wests and the new plateau when they found themselves. And that is including uh, Ethiopia used to call the people they conquer and ruined savages. That's how they live. That's how you know. Because they don't know you. And the council, the counseling continues by saying that we all have tendencies to know or not know that if we are astute about such action, means if we are clever about such action, that sometimes even human must use the kind of warfare that depends on, this depends on circumstances and situations, including defending oneself and the self-liberty, and to preserve one's life, properties. If one is forced to use what is applicable, at least, to know that, to have that knowledge, that knowing the ability to do this and that. Either use the combat of law or use the combat of force based on the circumstances. But it is good to know when to use both of them or when to use one of them depending on necessities and like we said, circumstances and situation. And that is done you know, in a better way how it is applicable because Oromo do not uh, do aggress on others yet, but he also need to defend himself. At least to know that knowing the ability to do this and that, apply the combat of law or apply the combat of beast depending on the circumstances. In a consequence, the being so, when on which referring to time or circumstances for adversary or the conquerors whom the power rests on. Or those who seek power are driven by their interests that is at the stake. To gain these goals and to protect their interests, they will take any type of steps, especially using the force of what? The combat of force that is applicable to a business. Uh, against the Oromo people and regardless of the cost and outcries. In the same manner, despite the fact that the Oromo people, they might fight internal warfare, yet they have not raised without a virtue. And it is cardinal. So they maintain these virtues and cardinals, which is to be courageous, to be just, to be balanced and all this. It could be a different effect. However, Throughout in time of ruin until the current time, those virtues and the cardinals of virtues has diminished, courage has been diminished, and misplacement of skills and lack of prudentiality in organizing and producing leaders 
due to the which is the broken high spiritness courage is broken high spiritness is broken through the use of the adversaries which is the adversary used the mode of the beast uh, warfare in breaking the Oromo society that darkness and cruelty created the permanent scar and fear that over time the conqueror become indispensable one after another one after another every leader that came after became their agendas and their ideals became indispensable that being the case when necessary and circumstance call for it Oromo people is not different than anybody in this world or the rest of the world itself in pursuing its liberty and happiness in life therefore supposedly the general assumption agree to stand up for justice depend on how and in what mode this justice acquired there are a part of Oromo might want to have feeling of maybe there's some type of split is going to happen some they want to defend uh, itself with some or equal amount of forces those should also lead to the most clearer way perhaps that can fairly split the cause of the Oromo people in two that can be described in decision making in the best interests uh, of the people based on the sociological perspective theories that of what is called macro sociology which is it looks at the bigger picture uh, for example in the interactionist uh, perspective theory it looks at the bigger picture what influences who uh, vice versa who influences what because it focuses on the dynamic involved between a smaller group of the individual uh, and it argue that our behavior is deeply influenced by the definition and the symbolic meanings thus who are presumptuous and have a complex myth the current nation state condition is not symptomatic of the past which is when i say the past the unkind institute of the the conqueror like uh, the house niggas you know they think they eat the same with the master they dress the same with the master they think they have no problem and they tend to be more concerned with the what is symptomatic that is what they want to fix and then everything is going to be okay and that will encourage to the call of cooperation and working together in order to keep the society in a state of balance before treating the root cause of the disease that cannot be achieved in fact and they call others to join if they have a plan for a future or they can equalize everything they can solve the disproportionate of the country and also they call the others to join like if they should be trusted and they have the proof to be trusted and the second split comes one as we said we're going to split the perspective in two one is the one that going to fix certain things and then run the country as it is and the second split have oromo must join the conflict perspective theory this is sociological perspective theories the conflict perspective theory not even from sociological point of view but as a people we desire to restore liberties and now the disorders that's going on uh, we have deserved and it is granted by the creator 
as by God, and these liberties should be promoted everywhere, not only Oromo people. Since we are talking about the Oromo people also, we have to know that with a conviction. Yet, ruin comes to that organic society because of that elect the struggle, the self-preservation. Self-preservation is important, and you don't uh, discard cultures because it will help to establish rules and norms and also it preserves the self itself. All political actions aim of either preservation or change. This is the Leo Stratus idea. The care reasons for the mass of one particular group suffers from cognitive dissonant disorder due it is culture being subverted and his soul is ruined by fear. Otherwise, without a reaction, an emotion could have practiced that courage to have with conviction and to rise with any uh, occasions and circumstances. One must know the self with conviction and must know the self-history with conviction and uh, must know the events that conditioned themselves with with conviction that is true this is what happened to us this is why we behave in this way and this is why we are not accomplishing or we're not uh, being successful for what we are aiming for that means there's abstract of the self and abstract of the adversary and these things must be examined and looked at and people can take a proper step thus the whole society acts and responds in accordance not in a manner of rebel, rousers, demagogues. Now we have demagogue leaders that can talk and rise people up, but they have no foundation or agendas how to continue the mechanism they try to create. And what appears to the others, sincere agitator, but with seriousness and prudentiality through knowledge of, you know, the type of where we're born from and what kind of combat, we supposed to use what type of mode that of combat of law or the combat of beast where society or community by virtue rises with the occasion and responds prudentially according to the circumstances and what is really going on in fact and the, the it is also it is the magnitude of this the situation determined and what kind of decisions and choice we make hence since we say that the combat of law, what is appropriate for a human or a society that lives in orderly manner, that is culture established a manner, norms and deviant, those things are actually distinguished and people follow those things. And the combat of force, which is used for a beast, is most appropriate that for a beast or animals. Yet we all know it, we are astute about reality we are fox about reality we are we're supposed to be smart about reality that sometimes must use the combat of force so we also must understand is not only using the combat of law and a, a good matter and a good diplomat but when necessity also we must know how to use the combat of the force which is applicable to the beast or what is it now most applicable so what is the lesson throughout this episode is always almost always and rather than hardship and defense 
and having abilities to do this and that, having both of them, uh, being a, a fox and being a lion, depending on the circumstances and situation the Oromo people face. Thus, sometimes, say the prudent, we need to actually imitate or teach ourselves or remind us those qualities are appropriate to survive and to preserve and we need a centaur centaur is an ancient uh, greek creature with the half beast half man now it is they try to make it half horse half man but it is uh, the, the quality of having half beast half man like romans in latin they use a centaur centaurs that's what they use who inhabited and maintains this is the same to emulate or imitate because Centaur is half beast and half human. And like we said before, and this again also means how people should think and learn and know how to use both half when circumstance determines it. To have as a teacher half beast or half a human means is nothing other than that a society to maintain it is liberty needs to know how to use the both nature the one without the one without the other is not sustainable since we are pressured of the necessity to realize and know now well nature of animals or beasts oromo always praised the two in telltales which is we have the lion and the fox in Oromo telltales. And Oromo should pick a lion and fox, which are the two most famous animals in the culture itself. Because the lion doesn't defend itself from a snare or spies or plots. And the fox also doesn't defend itself from the wolves. So one needs to be a fox to recognize a snare which is where things are going, who's plotting what, or what things looks like and how it appears and what is it is factual. And that is for foxes to recognize the snare, a lion to frighten the wolf. Now, being foxy, being astute, being clever, being calm and sedacious is it will help us to find out things how threatening they are, their magnitude and their dynamic and what kind of impacts and effects they can they can have on a society. And the lions actually to scare or to defend those things from happening. In here, these lessons are taken from once the prudential uh, statesman of uh, a Roman, this is uh, also Nikolai Machiavelli, is actually promoting also this kind of behavior. The Prince's second edition uh, translated by Harvey C. Mansfield. Uh, chapter 17 page 69 it talks about these behaviors that he also understood that most human beings are not capable of capable of being both characters for the fox and the lion uh, naturally we have to teach ourselves perhaps at, at least to be like that to be like a lion like a fox and try to find out things are how they go or when we know one where things are going to show strength and frighten those things and deter from not happening actually since we are talking about human lives then in many cases it is not achievable yet since we can be either uh, the lion or the fox we are 
or we are not we could be one of them they're the bold you know if you the lion one is the bold the aggressive the attacker the swift the fearless that is a lion the one that is plats uh, or we are the cautious the crafty the intelligent the astute that is facts we supposed to society need to be trained to calm itself down and take a behavior of these things so it can function and to achieve the success it desire so therefore the core lesson in here is that we need to be both due to our conditions and to get out of this such conditions and maintain freedom if we need to be prudent the people and the prudential leaders must embody both characteristics because there are times when we need and must be aggressive there are a time and needs to be strong and show force there are a time we need to go to war and there and the need to go to battlefield there are time need to speak out but also there are other times when we need to work behind the scene when we need to be crafty when we need to be go slow not be impetuous impulsive or hasty need to be deceptive perhaps all wars are based on deception this is sansu art of war it is an argument all wars and in rule of engagements are based on deceptions so we need to have these kind of abilities by understanding the oromo people conditions and elements and causes of those conditions in historical context that warrants the tendency in correcting our conviction that might enable oromo to act and react in accordance and to rise with the occasions now these vital character correcting lesson will be directly connectors the following due to behaviors and actions must be reasonable and timely timely manner thus this is a universal and not only universal it might be the most important political lesson and leadership lesson for a people to maintain societal well-being lesson for leadership and those who follow that will have to be flexible we have to be able to adapt to changing circumstances i have realized it is incredibly hard to a lot of us since some of uh, these conditions are ignored on uh, generations it is it's like uh, ingrained you know, on a bone like it is baked in a cake what is that what they say and how we are they made themselves and their political ideals indispensable through fear and force and we discussed this last time and lasting this fear and for fear and forces lasting a century and a half still continuing but if you are going to be a people with liberty and a leaders of those people you must be prudent and a prudentially thinking to want to survive through a turmoil survive the coming challenges and had you have to be able to adapt be flexible without losing sight of your goal 
or your strength. What I'm trying to say in here is time changes and we have to be flexible and adaptable with the time that changes. However, we also have to look at our goal is not changing. The desired goal is not changing. It's our tactic changes. Some of our tactic changes. And some of your tactic changes how you wanted to achieve that goal. Because of time change, you change with it. That don't mean you have to abandon the early morning goal or something that the highest goal that is set to strive for. That is actually negotiating, which is means is the defeated soul that is in a grief stage that gives up things slowly by slowly. And that is not what we are calling for. But our characters are... It is true, it is like a kind of baked in a cake. It is very hard to change and adapt. But the political ideal that made indispensable through force and fear, that is actually the cruelty and the in inhumane. It is past, it is its ultimate point. So, one needs to have a spirit disposed to change as the winds of fortune and variations. Of things, commanders, leader, as I said above, not depart from the good when possible, but when how to, and it says know how to enter into evil when forced by necessity. I'll repeat this passage so we can have a clear understanding. So one needs to be, or one need to have a spirit disposed to change to adapt as the winds of the fortune and variation of things commanders leader and as i said above he says not depart from the good which is which is what is your goal when possible but know how to enter into evil when forced by necessity means for every action there is a reaction there is equal force of reaction machiavelli page 70 chapter 17 so the key point number 31 is that you have to be adaptable and flexible and change with changing circumstances and rise with occasion so subversional force later i will talk about when society get injured and those people who injure the society make sure that there is no retaliation i will speak about that later but i will continue on our changes and beyond adaptabilities and how the appearance actually hurts people now this appearance also they they subvert people and the sins that particular society have forgotten the liberty i'm talking about the oromo people the liberty of their ancestors once had it is ironic when fear turns into acceptance due to the lack of courage and conviction or maybe lack of choice having said that still for a great success for a good or bad and change and we have to change the condition either to stop the worst or to bring something better so therefore advice of the council is that for those who are ambitious and uh, opportunist and for those who by merit want us to have to serve the people can have the same qualities of uh, characters yet and they use it for its usefulness 
of the self and the other use it for the goodness of the community or they use it in the best interest of the community and the self itself thus it says it is not necessary for a leader to have all the above mentioned qualities in fact but it is indeed necessary to appear to have them of course the reverse will be not to have the bad qualities that you know makes people hate you that also will cost you your position that you're going for since you are going for a leadership position whatever uh, position that you're going for thus take a great care of that nothing escapes one's mouth which is actually you have to be aware and knows that that is not fall of above mentioned five qualities you want people to know you want it to appear to people to to know you have these qualities so these five qualities this is what every leader try to show the people and these are the five qualities that deceived also the people so get ready i will give you the five qualities to the kingdom mentioned five qualities the key to a leadership or political kingdom to be seen on one should appear all merciful all mercy all faith means it's a promise all honesty all humanity all religion and it says that these the last quality is the most important appear to be a religious that is what is actually most people they succeed or they fail on how religious they are because there's no atheist open atheist president that's been elected to any global nation state whatsoever at all um there are atheist government uh, presidents even in united states even that is in covert but overtly they all actually faith based leaders that is what actually democracy what they say that's what they do that's how they think that's how it feels all mercy all faith all honesty all humanity all religion and it says nothing is more necessary than to appear to have this last quality which is religious it's very important it helps people to be subverted or to be actually taken advantage of men in general judges more by their eyes than their hands because seeing is given to everyone touching is to feel everyone sees how you appear few touches what you are and those few dare not to oppose the opinion of the many now a lot of uh, public uh, social activists a lot of leaders and they memorize these public codes and societal codes and what people wants to hear they know how to speak to people without having a foundations and everything but that is appearance that's what people love that what people scream for however there are certain people that knows the factual of the person or the person's ideal or the person's goal or they can see through if that person is honest or legit or not and those few they can never go against the many because nobody would believe them they speaking the truth we have experienced massively such behaviors 
and such dilemmas in Oromo's social movement phenomena. Everyone sees how you appear, few touch who you are, and these few they dare not to oppose the many. It is like the vulgar are taken by appearance, and that outcome of a thing is in the world there is no one but the vulgar. So the people who are taking over are the vulgars make their appearance trusted. The few has place there when the many have somewhere to lean on because that is the leader, that's who they like, that's who speaks their language. However, they don't know the evil that is you know, lying under. At the same time, also the surrounding matter, the leader and his surrounding and whom he fires and whom he keeps also matter. That's how you know if you are going to have a tyrannical uh, leadership by his circles and by the decision he makes on a people on around his circles. And having said that, so this subject is longer than the uh, episode number six, but it is one subject. I wanted to keep it on one. But I will try to section by some type of advertisement or uh, uh, some type of brackets. So public opinion matter means that the masses, that is what matter. The people, that's what matter. If the people accept you as a stupid, you're going to be successful. And uh, if you're smart and nobody knows you, Pretty much, unless you hold an office, you are not going to be able to make any policies or changes. And even those, these people, you know, even in matters, and also affectionate, many ambitious, self-interested driven people to win when they can't even keep a promise. Now, we look at Oromo conditions, many uh, leaders, they wanted to buy the Oromo people's affectionate, but they don't want to keep their promises. The mass eventually will deceive, will be deceived by appearance and makes a decision on what appears to be the case, not what is factually is. Therefore, I will leave it to you to think, to think about this, to think it through about leaders, uh, guardian classes, those who are fighting for the, the liberty of the Oromo people or their people anywhere on this earth and the activists and public uh, representative their appearance and their approaches how many of the mass even as u.s makes our you know makes our decision based on appearance rather than actuality as always these are a so socio-political lesson if they can benefit as you will and you can take it uh, pick them up when, if you wanted to. If they don't benefit, if you, it doesn't help, uh, leave them. If you care to, I seek nothing but the goodness of my people. I hope uh, on the next round, maybe it will continue. It is getting intense. I don't know how to uh, section it and break it down because this is a conversation. A conversation based on a classic behaviors and classic political theories, histories, and factuals. Evidence-supported conversation. Uh, I hope uh, I will continue to help out and uh, to present uh, this type of material, maybe in a better way, in a better form. And I hope I will improve. Until then, keep reading, keep educating yourself, keep expanding your imagination, and please don't stop informing yourself 
in educating yourself regardless you are at school or not there is something that we are becoming as a society all over the world now everybody thinks there's nothing above his own responsibility and his own interests no accountability to others even what is above us the god and justice or our own people themselves for generation to come we will be accountable for that and uh, till then till next time until we meet on the next episode i will just say cheers and continue listening